Check, check. One, two, three. Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. Yeah, I, I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the nat day? The feeling is definitely there. You don't know my name! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Harry J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not going to be too many punks. Don't you stop worrying about the punks? Ah, you. That's my name. Yeah, Introducing for your listening pleasure. All right, let's go. High Fives Podcast, episode 23. Uh, I think it's 23. I think I missed 22. <laughs> wow. Who's bringing a guest in? Any- <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> We didn't even get to this guy before he started talking. I was going to say we have a very special, uh, we have a very special show tonight. Uh, Michael's here, and then you would say Nate's here. No, you would say hello, <laughs> hello, and I would say, well, that's not the special treat. What a yeah. letdown that would be. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and here's our guest. But I wore pants. <laughs> here's our guest, Jeff. Munt, who flew all the way from Vancouver just to do this podcast. So thanks, Jeff. Yeah, thanks that, for your commitment. It's it's flattering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely why I flew out to Calgary. Right? Definitely. Yeah. It's nice to have you. It's nice to have you here. Uh, so this is our third guest on the show. Jeff's a longtime listener, uh, lazy list provider, I'd say. Is yeah, that fair? That, that's fair. Yeah. I did do the list of just one singer over and over again. Yeah, like Frank Black, Frank Black, Frank Black, <laughs> Frank Black, Frank Black. Black. In but fairness, it was Jeff and me talk about the lists. Yeah. Okay. He just doesn't want to offend you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. We've all got our people, right? There's yeah. the Mike group and there's the Nate group. Yeah. I'm really bad at making lists. I'm not as I don't know, knowledgeable as you guys maybe. It was the word's nerdy. Nerdy <laughs> me. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's I was thinking about this more and more and like this list in particular, which we'll get to in a moment, was one of the harder ones I felt like that we've done so far. And it made me think like, if I wasn't doing this tonight, there's no fucking way I'd make this list. I would have started it and been like, no, I'm, I'm done. So <laughs> is, that, is that your caveat? So somebody's <laughs> like, wow, Nate's list suck tonight. You're like, just to clear things up, I rushed through this. Smart, and- right? <laughs> I mean, compared to his usual lists that are just spot on. (laughs) (laughs) And Jeff's in with an early one. Um, Let's edit him out here. (laughs) This guy's going to be a jerk. (laughs) So Jeff, uh, being the guest of the show, uh, and as the rule goes, the guest of the show gets to decide on the list. So Jeff, why don't you tell us what you chose for our top five list this episode? Our topic is love at first listen. And these are bands that were love at first listen, correct? Because yes. I think there was a little bit of discussion as to whether it was albums, songs, bands. We figured Mike couldn't narrow it down to songs or albums. Well, yeah, that's pretty clear. <laughs> Can't even do that to people. <laughs> I don't even have top five for that. No, I'm just kidding. So uh, top five bands that were love at first listen. I don't know. This was super hard for me. Was it, I mean, did you have a list going when you kind of threw this one out there? Three of them are really easy. Okay. And then filling out those last two slots was, they changed quite a bit. Yeah. But I'm, 
pretty content with what I came up with. <laughs> okay. I feel like I fall in love with things pretty easy, like music-wise. Yeah. Like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. But so it was a little bit tough in that way because I'd go through my like, I went through all my CDs and I was like looking and I was like, huh, yeah, I love that band. When I first listened to it, would I ever listen to it again? That was sort of my caveat on it. Would I ever listen to it again after being like crazy about it the first time? So I feel like I'm the opposite of that. Like I don't fall in love with anything. It takes a long time for me to, you know, find some commitment within a band. And uh, but at the same time, like. I think most of the bands that I that I do really like, um, it took a long time to kind of really start to like them. Well, the my favorite bands, it's generally like that. Yeah, yeah. I always find like the albums that I'm like disappointed with, that I'm like, oh, that was okay. But then like the long lasting one, those ones end up being like the really good albums that like kind of grow on you. Yeah. Rather than the ones that you fall in love with, like right off, the, like right off the bat. Like a like a summer fling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which we discussed, you know all about yeah yeah well i also I'm find like <laughs> <laughs> i find like on a lot of albums that song that you love it right like first listen that favorite song you end up falling out of love with pretty easily yeah and it's those songs that kind of sneak up on you that are the ones that become your favorites in the end so it's hard to do a, a love it first listen and it's something that you're going to stick with over the long term yeah so yeah. before we get to the love it first listens what have you guys been listening to what have you been listening to i'm pretty sure we've all been listening to the same thing yeah, I the Menzingers yeah. after Zingers? the party. So good. Yeah. Really Speaking good. of love at first listen. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean it was it's it's a solid solid fucking album. And the thing with that band, um, and I had listened to a more of their back catalog kind of in the days leading up to the release. There are things in each and every one of their albums that I just I hear for the first time years later. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the same for you guys. Like that band, their their albums just continue to kind of evolve for me. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're one of those bands that have, like, gotten better at each album. Yeah. And, like, they've they've changed their sound. Just 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 that little notch where you're, like, still interested and captivated. So they're not writing the same songs. Yeah. But they're not doing, like, like let's say a band like Brand New, which is, like, thrice. totally jumped. And thrice. Like, yeah, you can just be, like, like well, they have nothing. To, yeah, Thrice is a good example, too. <laughs> Sorry, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Did you want to say a band? No, but Nate? <laughs> Did you have an example of a band? <laughs> but you're right. Like Did I mean, you say thrice is a band. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Oh. I'd say it three times actually, as in thrice. Oh. Yeah. Look at that pun. <laughs> no. No. Um, but yeah, I feel like you're right. Like they do it enough to not alienate their listeners. Mm-hmm. You know, like like some of those other bands have done. Um, but yeah, it's it's a solid solid fucking record. Even like uh, I think there's one song in there maybe black mass the first few times i was like i don't get this song but now now it's starting to grow on me too as well yeah yeah actually that was almost a skippable song for me for the first couple listens and i don't know like there's nothing i skip over now and i've listened to it way too much already i feel like that last song's a little weird and doesn't fit for me yeah it's it's not the best song on the album but it's still it's like it seems like a bad menzinger song is still better than most bands well, let's say average songs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not selling that hard, but, yeah. you know, like, I would be happy to write an entire album of Bad Menzinger songs. I would put that out proudly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true enough. What about uh, Bad Bob and the Saget songs? <laughs> I still have never heard them. No? No. Well, Jeff, you're in for a treat. <laughs> I hope we it's on your list. We have them here tonight. Come on down, Bob and the Saget. I hope it's on your list. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, like, about- uh, also, like, on relating to the topic of what we're doing tonight, I find, like, Rented World was that album that I loved to death immediately. Like, it was, I couldn't stop listening to it. And now, 
it's totally faded for me. Like I never listened to it. Yeah, I would say the same thing with that one. Chamber- Chamberlain Waits, I still can go back to a lot. Listen yeah, to I think over we both agree it's their our favorite album. Yeah, I'm in that that crew too. Yeah. Impossible Past is one of those ones that that I, I come back to though, and like yeah. find new things in mm-hmm. that music. Um, yeah, I I just I, I, that band's great. I feel like Rented World maybe had been their like rushed album. Like yeah. where they were like, we need to get an album out. So like, well, it was also a, the and first. It's, it's cookie and it's awesome. Was still. that the first Epitaph record? Uh, wasn't on the Impossible Past of Epitaph record. I yeah, I think so. If I we did, know. if we did research, I would know. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. You said you were gonna do some. <laughs> well, no, no, I didn't say I was gonna do research. I just like to point out when you guys don't do it. So. <laughs> well, let's talk about the other two releases that came out that same day, which were probably passed over a little bit. Um, which is Dave House, yeah. and uh, the Japan Droids too. I don't know if you guys are fans of. I, I mean, you're from Vancouver. I've never listened to Japan Droids no. or Dave House. Well, I've listened to Dave House, but I'm not a not a fan. I'm not a listener of Dave House. Okay, so, so I'll just silently sit here while you talk about it. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for coming I in tonight, Jeff. To Androids yet? So I'll eat another pretzel. <laughs> Wait for Mike to get me another water. <laughs> You'll be waiting a long time. Uh, I haven't listened to the Japan Droids yet. No. So uh, I plan to, but I had an iTunes incident, so yes. my listening has been very minimal. It's consumed me. Yes, your iTunes incident. Well, you were my you were my venting. <laughs> You're venting hole. Yes, let's call it. I was trying to think, trying to think of what hole. it was. I think Mike's also looking for a way out way out of this list. <laughs> like, oh, my iTunes. I, that's why my list is what it is. <laughs> it's a hard I list. Gladly, I would gladly trade my 200 list to never have to deal with what happens with my iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's pass over Dave okay. House and no and Dave House. The Dave House. I would like okay. to discuss the Dave House okay. for a second. Let's get in. What, what did you think of it? I don't know. It's uh, I like it, but it's it's different. Like I've listened to it a bunch of times, um, but it just it it feels like a really different record than he's ever done before. To me, it doesn't feel like an album. It no, feels like it, there's lots like, of singles, lots of singles, but not an album. Yeah, I got that too. So like, there's stuff I like about almost all the songs, but it just doesn't it doesn't feel like it flows. I but. feel like before there was like punk rock sensibility within his writing, and I feel like now it's just. It, he's he's done a complete departure from that, and he's just writing as the style he writes. Yeah, I Do you see know that. What I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I like it though. That's the weird thing is, I still like the album. It's just not an album. I don't know. It's just not a full album. It's just I like the songs. I really like that dirty fucker song, and you hate it. You said right. Well, I don't hate it. It you just feels it like a, a Ford commercial. <laughs> That if it didn't say fucker nine thousand times <laughs> in it, it would probably be on a on a That's commercial. Fair. But I do. Yeah, there's there's yeah. bits about it that I like. Yeah, lyric wise, I think the album's pretty good. Yeah. So, because you can tell he went through something. It's like a big. It's pretty like personal. I would say. Yeah, yeah, and I I like those kind of albums, right? When somebody's got you know something inside to say. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's let's get on to the list then. Yes. Um. Who's? I I, I feel like Jeff should start. Okay. Since it was I, my list. I feel like it's your list. I th- I feel like you should start. And uh, let's just, let's move around the table this way. Should I? Clockwise, should, hey? Yeah, clockwise. Should let's I, have some order. Should I do it like Nate does it? And like, this band <laughs> is a band that... <laughs> I love that you picked up on that. That's my thing, Jeff. <laughs> That's my thing. That's why people listen to this. Okay. You and know, it's, it's, a, it's my catchphrase. That's that's the cut me out for the High Fives podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it then. Every single time I mean to do that, 
and I can't. I forget about it. <laughs> it's a it's a hard thing to remember. It is, it is. Yeah, you do fairness. a good job of it. Thank you. You've really owned it. I, I've I've tried. So, Jeff, is this a band? <laughs> <laughs> this is a band. <laughs> okay, I'm starting with a Japanese band. A Japanese band. And I'm pulling some shenanigans on this first one because I'm not actually playing their. I'm not playing them doing the song. Okay. So it's the Blue Hearts, which are really famous for the song Linda, 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 which if Mr. Me First and the Gimme Gimme should know, they they covered that. Um, <laughs> are you playing the Me First and the Gimme Gimme's cover? No, 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 no. Okay. There's, there's a very good reason why I'm not doing their okay. version. Um, so I heard of the Blue Hearts from a movie called Linda, 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 which is the Blue Hearts are basically like the first punk rock band to really break it in Japan. And... Like every Japanese person knows this song. Like I have Japanese friends over, I put it on, they're singing along right away. But so I watched the movie. It's about like these four high school girls or five playing in a band for their talent show or whatever. And all this high school drama goes on and it's down to three girls and they're looking for a singer and they're sitting on a curb and they're like, whoever walks through that corridor is going to be the singer of our band. And it's this Korean Japanese exchange student. And they're like, hey, do you want to play for our, or sing for our band? And she doesn't know what they're saying because she doesn't speak Japanese very well. So she's like, hi. And they're like, okay, we're doing the Blue Hearts. She's like, hi. And then she finds out later what she's doing. She freaks out. But when she hears the song and understands the lyrics, she's like, yeah, I fucking got to do this. So it's just like it's a really cool high school drama about these girls doing this song. So that's why I'm choosing from the soundtrack the girls actually doing a Blue Heart song. Ah, I see. So from the soundtrack. Yes. Okay. So it's actually the the actresses, they actually recorded an EP after the fact, like a six song EP of the Blue Hearts. Oh, cool. Huh. Like, I like that. Is it, so is it a Japanese movie? It's a Japanese movie, yes. Okay. And the girl is American that comes? or she, no, she's, she's Korean. 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 She's Korean. Were you not listening to the story? I was. I just, this I got confused. Going to your brain. <laughs> I got confused. <laughs> there was a lot happening in the story. Okay, cool. I mean, it's an awesome movie. Like if, like if you like any kind of music movie and I mean, it just reminds me of being in a band in high school and like it's so over the top dramatic when you're in a band and you're like the stupidest things will break you up and make you argue with each other and it's very much like that and then it's a whole bunch of them bonding after that and it's a lot of the same three songs over and over again as they're practicing it and getting they start out horribly and getting better and better as the show goes on but it's like one of my favorite movies. I love it so much. So did you fall in love with the Blue Hearts then? Yeah, and then right the after song? that, look, look, they play their three best Blue Hearts songs in the movie mm -hmm. and you hear them a lot. And it's like, as soon as that movie was done, I was like, who the fuck is this band? I got to know. And then I fell in love with them after that. So were all the songs then written just specifically for the movie as well? Like they No, were... they were Blue Hearts songs. Oh, Blue Hearts songs. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm having a hard time following it, but I, I am trying to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else probably has this all. Yeah, yeah. Why does Nate have such a problem with this? Uh, I your couldn't cold. tell you. Blame yeah, it's cold. probably my cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, to you. Um, I went with Mast Intruder, which I know we've discussed on here before. We have, but what we actually you... played them last episode too. Yeah, we did. They were going to be on my list. Really? Yeah. yeah. I did it because it's one of those bands like um, that I just found on Bandcamp. Yeah. Just randomly, I was like going through Bandcamp before they like... Before Fat. And before everything. And I found out they had uh, the First Defense EP, I think it was. Yeah. And I just like, I heard that uh, Stick 'em Up song. Yeah. And I still like that version better than the one that came out on the on the Fat release. Okay. Is it Fat? Did yeah, Fat, did, fat did the first full yeah. length. Yeah. So... Well, I think it was like re-release. Like it was Red Scare initially, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe and it might have been Red Scare first. I don't know. And if only we did research. <laughs> <laughs> what? If only there were some device that we could look 
up these sorts of things. I'm not giving any free plugs to Google if, or if Bing anymore. If only you hadn't sold all your encyclopedias. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. I told you, Mike, don't sell them. Don't sell them. I really like that this version of Stick'em Up. And so I went with that. So and you I chose like, Stick'em Up. Yeah. And I went uh, with Mast Intruder. So uh, I'm good. a jerk. <laughs> no, I, Mast Intruder was going to be one of my picks. I, I fucking love that. But band. you're lazy. But I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not lazy. Jeff's lazy. He picked a Japanese band that none of us have heard about from a random movie. <laughs> well, I also should mention, I didn't mention the name of the song because I'm not actually playing Linda, Linda, Linda. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, you now you're having a hard time too. Now it's I'm not lost. just me. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to try and pick this up after the, uh, after the first break here. Uh, so I'm going to start with, so, I mean, I think all of us probably, you, you went to that spot in your mind where you were like, you know, it could be Good Riddance, No Effects, No Use for a Name, Rancid, like all those bands, right? Yeah. Like Bad Religion, whatever, right? And I, I think we all tried to make a concerted effort into not picking those. And I'd not. Um, I, most of my list is actually those. Um, well, not true. Just, Just the first one. Um, <laughs> but uh, I picked a song um, uh, from one of the first punk albums I ever got into. So like when I kind of made that transition from you know, listening to mostly alternative to listening to punk. Um, the first two records I think was no effects, punk, punk and Drublick, uh, Ramones, adios amigos, which is a horrible fucking record, but, uh, I just knew the name Ramones and I was like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's the only one they have here. I'll get that. And then the, uh, the third one was, uh, uh, Let's Go by Rancid. And uh, that album will always have a, a special place in my heart because I don't know, like, it, you know, they, they had mohawks and uh, mm. they looked grimy and it was, it was a whole new kind of set of music. And the first song I ever heard from that, uh, that record was Salvation, uh, which I still really love. So I picked Salvation. I almost went there, but I figured you were going to go with Rancid. So I was like, Nate's going to pick this. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I know you. It, it it is, yeah. It's like we have some some kind of uh, bond, Mike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's not gold. No. So we'll go around the table. We've got. Oh, this is gonna be bad. <laughs> so I'm doing the Blue Hearts, Owara Nai Uta, which means endless song, and it's performed by Paran Maum. Holy <laughs> shit, Mike! <laughs> I'm doing the. <laughs> <laughs> I went with uh, Mass Intruder. Stick him up. Rancid.
Well, I, I don't think I'm caught up to all the all the story behind that song, Jeff, but uh, I did like the song. I'm not, I'm not much of a storyteller, to be honest. <laughs> I had it all in my brain, but from the point of my brain to my mouth, a lot gets changed. So. It's a distance. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. There's things that get of lost along the but, way. But we both have a lot of forehead. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's just the, <laughs> the gift we've been given. Yeah. So moving on, Jeff, why don't you indulge us with your second pick? My second pick. Well, I'm going to go with the Sahara Hot Nights. Oh, nice. I like them a lot. I feel like I don't know this. Uh, Sahara Hot Nights are four Swedish girls from northern Sweden. Okay. Uh, I think they started around 1991. I mean, they're, they're pretty, as far as I know, they're huge in Europe. Well, relatively huge in Europe. So like field day. <laughs> yeah, that, that's on the same touring circuit. <laughs> that's a logical connection. Yes, <laughs> you might have to explain to people who Field Day is. Now no, they they know. No, they're big, big in Europe, man. This is also big in Europe. This podcast. I thought you were so. big in Australia and and Australia, which is the same as as Sweden, really. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, yeah, they were they're a pretty big band in Sweden. They had a. I guess a minor hit on much music for a while, which is the song I'm playing called all right. All right. And but they, they never really seemed to give North America a chance. Like I saw them in Vancouver, uh, probably, probably about a year before I moved there. I saw them at Richards on Richards or Dick's on Dick's as we called it. And Whoa, I, was that the local lingo? Well, <laughs> this is why I hate that city. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. Mike. No, we've done enough of that. Well, it, to be fair, I like Calgary about as much as you like Vancouver. So, Wow. <laughs> Wow, strong words. Yeah, no, it's fighting words. But at least we're both Flames fans, so it's all right. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like they're, I saw, happened to see them in Vancouver, I guess, I don't know, 2002, something like that. Actually, absolutely blew off the, the roof off the place. They were awesome. Loved them ever since. They've changed a lot since that, for, that was their second album, which was more like punk rock, a little more garage rock. They got a lot poppier, but I love everything they've ever done. Except maybe the covers album. Are they I, still around? Uh, they haven't done anything since 2011, but I mean, as far as releases, but they're still playing as far as I know. Yeah. But they just, they never come to America. Yeah. I was just going to say like, I only know of the, the two more like punk rocky, like Donna's S kind of albums. Yeah. I didn't even know they were still around. I didn't know they kept going or even that they were that big in Sweden. But. They, yeah, they played huge. Uh, like, oh, I don't know. This is just what I, I've heard from Swedish people. So it's not like I have first-hand knowledge but they they would play hockey arenas type things i maybe they i think th- i think uh, though but like my understanding is there's more acceptance to like punk and metal and, and hard rock in like the scandinavian country oh. so i can believe it so like i remember talking to the swedish girl I, I talked to her for years on the internet and she one day she's like oh do you like refused oh no they're probably too mainstream for you and i was like what like because this was a point where refused was still like no, nobody knew who they were yeah yeah and they're like that's mainstream in sweden like that doesn't even make sense to me yeah it's so weird i um when i was djing at the republic um there was a band that came there like a power metal band mm-hmm. was and, it volby no no okay. better band than that <laughs> um i, I can't it's the only power I can't metal think of their band name I right know. now so i don't want to sound like an idiot and say it was somebody else but they're like fairly big like on the level of like snot artica and like blind guardian level mm-hmm. and then they came into the so they're used to playing like giant stadiums like football stadiums like of people and they came and they're like in this club and there was like maybe 
there was like a few hundred people there. So it was like a bigger show for here, but yeah. it was just like not the level they were used to playing at. And the guys were doing like uh, calisthenics, like like doing stretches <laughs> and stuff before they were going on. And they like put on all their leather pants and stuff. And I was like, I don't think they realized they're playing a little club here. Like they were not used to that tight of a space on stage yeah. or anything. It was really weird. And I was like, I could see they were like kind of like dumbfounded by this whole. Yeah, I, I think that's, I, I'm guessing that's probably what happened with the Sarah Hot Nights. They just, they came over, played clubs, you know, they play Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, New York, or and LA, and then probably just were like, I don't want to pay my dues this way. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe. I'm just speculating. That's what your Swedish friend, like I mean, internet, a lot of assumptions. your ICQ Swedish friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think we started on MSN and Messenger. <laughs> okay. Just Actually checking. met her on OkCupid. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is, that like a, is that like a Tinder sort of? Actually, OkCupid owns Tinder, but OkCupid predates <laughs> Tinder by quite a bit. What right. is, like a dating? <laughs> now, we're, now we're under the dating podcast. <laughs> no, I'm intrigued by this. Okay, let's move no, on. But no, because OkCupid, like years ago, was not necessarily a dating site. You just, it was just a really fun way to meet people. And, okay. Well, of course, I was also younger. It's different when you're trying to meet people old like us. They right. actually want relationships and stuff, and not just a <laughs> they don't have talk pen about pals. Re- they don't want to talk about refused. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants a pen pal anymore. Sounds like how many people are refused drawing in the in your stadiums over there? I think prisoners are into pen pals. It <laughs> <laughs> might be something to look into. But do they like refused? <laughs> Some of them might. Yeah. In Sweden. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a Swedish prisoner. This, you found this, me a new hobby. This thing. is where you need to go. <laughs> Mike, your pick. <laughs> Hey, you can't direct this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really do things in Vancouver. But Nate runs a show here. That's right. That's right. I'm the mayor. <laughs> uh, I went with a band called uh, Luther. I don't know if either of you guys I don't know them at all. I feel like I've heard that name before. They were kind of one of those bands that came out of that Philly. You know when kind of like when the Menzinger started, like all these bands just started pouring out of Philadelphia. Uh, Luther is one of those bands that I, I kind of caught on to from that. Are they oh, in- I wish you, I wish you'd gone first because I have a Philly band. I could have we could have oh. done like magic here. Yeah, but you've been to Philly. So <laughs> I would just be like, yeah, this band's from Philly. <laughs> is this an orgcore band? <laughs> well, no, that's a fair question. No, they're more emo-ish than, okay. than orgcore. <laughs> Emorgcore? They're not glammy glam punk. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, Luther's. Uh, as far as I know, they only put out this album, and it's called Let's Get You Somewhere Else. Um, and uh, the first time I heard it, it, was, it just kind of brought me back to those, like, like when I first fell in love with Get Up Kids and things like that. And I was like, oh, this is great. And it was kind of like at the height of that, the emo revival thing. Right. That, I don't know if it's still going on. Is emo revival still going on? Is that a thing? I, I, you know what? I don't know what genres are anymore. Yeah. There's too many. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like another job. Just I'll to, find you some pictures. Yeah, send them around. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, the pictures do help. The visuals do help. <laughs> I had some friends taking me to metal shows recently, and like they'll be discussing all the different genres between the bands, and I'm like, dude, I'm they all sound the same. I'm like, no, 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 they're totally different. I'm like, no, pretty sure they're not. <laughs> but do you think jerk. that's the same with punk too? No, but uh, that's what I was saying to him. It's like when you're in that genre, yeah, you can hear you the subtleties. That. I could they would do the same with punk rock for sure, but. Like when you're not a fan of that music and you're just watching these bands, you're like, I don't, it's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. I I can see that. Um, And then as far as I know, Luther's broken up. I did get to see them at the Republic though, which was kind of cool. For some reason they played here to like nobody. (laughs) I think Uh, on a Wednesday night. They might've played at Dave house actually, or with like bouncing souls, but Hmm. there was like, there was like no one at the show. Huh. And they were awesome. 
And, yeah. Was this something I... you heard like recently or a long, 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 long time ago? Uh, well, at least a few years ago. Yeah. Like maybe at least, like probably four or five years ago, at least, if not more. I don't know. I'm just making up numbers now. <laughs> One, two, mm-hmm. oh, three sounds good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the song's called An American Gothic, uh, and the album's awesome if you get a chance to listen to it. So it's goth music then? Yeah, it's goth. Okay. I love goth music. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we settled We we, we settled on a Gothy genre. goth glam punk. <laughs> That's core. specific. Core. That's specific. Yeah, you got to throw core at the end. Okay. X core. So X. my next... My- my next pick, uh, this is like one of those bands that, um, like, I think it was when Fat, like, started putting out, like, those limited edition shirts again. Like, they kind of went away from doing that for a while, and then they started doing them again. I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. I mean, Fat Records? Yeah, I know what Fat Records is. <laughs> no, you're going to so have to explain Fat Mike, Fat Records to Fat me. Mike, <laughs> who's the lead singer of No Facts. Really? He's got a record label? <laughs> yeah. Oh, crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um, no, but like there was a time where they, they did like these limited edition runs of t-shirts and they would complement like a new album coming out. And, uh, so they put out one for Teenage Bottle Rocket when they first signed them. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I haven't bought one of these shirts in forever. And it comes with a CD and mm. I'm just going to fucking buy it. And I'm just going to roll the dice. And, uh, I got the record and was like blown away. And I think that was kind of my introduction to that Ramones core sort of genre, mm-hmm. which I've wholeheartedly embraced. Ramones core. Hey, yeah, it's a genre. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting deep tonight, man. It's getting fucking deep. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I was totally blown away and I think it's, it was one of the happenstances of, you know, having zero expectations for something. And then it just kind of. Holy shit, this is this is great. And I would say immediately, you know, I jumped into the back catalog, which was not nearly as good as um They Came from the Shadows, which is still I think yeah, one of I've, their best records. I fell in love with that album too. Yeah. yeah. I listened to that that whole summer. Yeah, I mean it's a great summer record too, right? Yeah. Like we yeah. talked about, you know, music for seasons and it's it's right up there. This is a kiss reference. I was sold. Yeah. <laughs> I got sold on that. <laughs> but bigger than kiss. I, I, I think they're making fun of kiss yeah, in I that song. Okay. So, so that I'm, works for me then. I'm hundred <laughs> percent on board with making fun of kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think they keep getting like maybe not getting better, but I, I think they're still like putting out great great uh releases like freak out i think was great yeah and last year's uh record uh tales from wyoming was really good and now they're going back to fat so maybe another t-shirt in the works oh fantastic huh? will it be huh? limited though limited right? limited well i don't know actually i got a bone to pick with the teenage bottle rocket t-shirts their merch guy was like you needed a medium and i got it back and it was like it was the gilgen scam uh, and he told me it wasn't gilgen the worst and he refused to give me change so TBR, if you're listening, Mike has has an axe to grind with you. Di- he's his dick. <laughs> okay. You can edit that. We'll out. leave it at that. No, it's Dan, man. That, that should actually precede the show. Yeah. The merch guy's a dick. <laughs> so we've got uh, Sahara Hot Nights. All right, all right. Uh, Luther, an American Gothic. Teenage Bottle Rocket, Skater Die.
for all those people wondering, yes, this is Jeff Munt, who used to uh, front no, second floor daycare. Um, I was hoping we'd go the whole show without mentioning that. <laughs> well, I, I draw cartoons. Can we talk about that instead? Well, that's that's going to be in the next section. Yes. Um, How about you plug your things? <laughs> and we decide what you plug. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's talk more about the band I don't want to talk about. Yeah. Let's let's talk all about that. <laughs> what would you like to know? Oh man, I mean, there are so many questions. <laughs> Why are people still emailing me for CDs of yours? <laughs> I know. Isn't that fucking weird? <laughs> the amount of fucking um, emails I get from Japan. Like, oh, I want your CD. And I'm like, why would you want our CD? I don't even want my CD. <laughs> well, how many years ago was that? Oh, God, we put that out 2000. Yeah, I'd be around there. Yeah. Was that the only one? Did you guys do a that was follow-up? It. That was it. Well, we had, a, we had a, a shitty album before that that we recorded on, uh, I don't know. I can't think what those stupid machines were that like recorded on the VHS. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it was horrible. I mean, like, both were horrible, but it was, like, exceptionally horrible. And people would still fucking request those songs. <laughs> I'm like, why do you listen to that? They love what you hate. Yeah. So was that the end of the road after Second Floor Daycare? Did you end up playing we any a, other bands? We had Car Crash by Canoe. <laughs> Everyone hated our name, but I fucking thought it was hilarious. <laughs> that's just, that's, you needed to explain the inside part of that. Oh, uh, well, we Not were... that Second Floor Daycare is really, like... <laughs> Well, no, Second Floor Daycare came from the uh, Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. And, like, we were going to be, like, I started it with totally different guys in high school, and we wanted to be, like, a Dead Kennedys kind of band, so that's why we sh- chose the title, and then we just became this total fart joke band. So, but it was still kind of relevant. Blink 182 was already taken, so you went with <laughs> Second much. Floor Daycare. Well, I mean, it kind of worked, because it was kind of adolescent and childish, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Car Crash by Canoe, that it was before, it was sort of like when Nathan and Adam were in the band, started in the band, and we were looking for a band name, and... It was before we just decided to recycle Second Floor Daycare for the sixth time. Um, we were just watching news, and it ca- that actually came on the uh, like the bottom of the screen. It said "car crashed by canoe," and that was the headline. <laughs> we just thought it was fucking hilarious, so I remembered that. So years later, after Second Floor was done, I was like, "Oh, how about this?" And everyone loved it. I thought everyone would be like, "That's stupid," but like Justin and Jeremy, they thought it was hilarious. So. So that was in Calgary, or that was that in was Vancouver? In Calgary. Yeah. Okay. That was the show uh, we were remember. talking about earlier when uh, we played to the sound check. It was a car crash by canoe uh. set. So where does the cartoon thing come from? Oh, the cartoons I'm doing now. Yeah, uh, that was when my last job started going out of business, and they were still giving me like 40 hours a week. But we'd be done three hours into the shift, so I just started like I'd go hide somewhere and start drawing cartoons and Snapchatting them to people. And then like when I stopped doing it, my friends would be like, "Where's the next cartoon?" And I thought like, "Well, why don't I take this seriously and start drawing?" Like actually putting effort into him and just kept rolling with it. And it's gotten so serious. You've changed your handle from Hooby Booby. <laughs> Hooby Booby. Booby Dooby. <laughs> yes. My Instagram is Cartoon Munt, M U N T. And what was the, what was the story C-A-R? behind? <laughs> yeah, in case you can't spell cartoon. <laughs> Hooby Booby Dooby. Hooby Booby was my name because when I started Instagram, I was like, I don't. I don't even know why I'm on this thing. I can't think of anything, so I just did hoobie booby you. There was no logic behind it. Okay. All right. Let's get on some music here. Now we all the, know a little now, bit too much about Jeff. Now you know Jeff's a little bit more about Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, let's go back to you. Okay. Brazilian band time. Okay. Um, this is a band I kind of, I guess, in a roundabout way, discovered through Fest. Because I was, when I became interested in Brazil and became interested in Portuguese, I thought, like, I would like to discover some punk bands so i posted in the fest group looking for brazilians got hooked up with this dude from rio who then gave me this huge gigantic list of bands to go through and this band just the one that stuck out to me and 
yeah, I fucking love them. And then, you know, I just, when I went to Brazil, this is the guys who ended up taking care of me and showing me around and fucking best time of ever. See, that's pretty cool because that's still something I like about punk music. Yeah. That is like, is the accessibility of bands and the the willingness of people to be like, yeah, so you like punk in like Brazil? Come here. And then you like meet these dudes and you hang out with them and go to shows with like guys that are in bands. Yeah, literally. Like the, it's like, it's such sing- a weird thing. The singer Rodrigo, I'd only been talking to him for about a week or two before I went because I've been talking to the guitar player Mateus for months and months and Rodrigo's like oh yeah I'm gonna come get you at the airport we're gonna have a barbecue and yeah like that's what you do like I've never never met the guy in my life in person and shows up at the airport late and in the wrong terminal but he showed up (laughs) (laughs) way to go Rodrigo (laughs) and then yeah way to Rodrigo (laughs) (laughs) one of my favorite things of that first day is like we're driving back to his house and it came up that it was my birthday and he's like oh fucking awesome happy birthday dude and we stopped to get gas and he comes out of the gas station with a bottle of Miller Genuine Draft and he's like happy birthday that's your gift and we're driving down the street and he's like aren't you gonna drink it I'm like no I'm in a car and he's like dude it's Brazil there's no fucking rules (laughs) It's like, I can't drink, but you can drink all you want. That's on their license plate, isn't it? <laughs> Brazil, there's, there's no, no fucking rules yet. <laughs> Very good. Did you get to see their band play while you were there? Uh, they tried to book a show for the night I was coming in, but they just couldn't make it happen. So, yeah. I went to a, they had a listening party that night, the first night I got there for, because they got a new EP coming out. And that was awesome because it was like all these guys from other punk bands in the city. And like, it was just fucking awesome to meet other punk rockers from around the world and it's the best way to honestly it was the best way to do Sao Paulo. Is is there a lot of punk in Brazil? Like there's a ton of really good bands right really, now. Really, eh? Yeah. It's weird, like with with all the accessibility like we've been talking about, like still, you know, most of the bands I would say that I hear of are North American. Well, I mean, they they're all singing in Portuguese, so if you're not searching that out, then right. it's gonna go under the radar. And I mean Brazil's a big enough country to support its own music scene. Yeah, true enough. I think it's true with their metal scene too, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a huge music scene all around. Uh, I went with mixtapes. Oh, nice. And I'm admittedly late to the mixtapes party because I refused to listen to them because I thought their name was so stupid. I'm even later to that party. I Um, actually discovered them and uh, Mass Intruder basically at the same time because I just had a YouTube playlist going and they both came on sort of back to back. So that's actually how I finally listened to them because I kept I kept reading about them and seeing that they played fast or doing all in in sub fest and all these things and with bands I like and I was like eh that's a stupid name I won't like them but and they I'll, hate strung out too that's a weird thing <laughs> yeah that lyric I, I don't get that um, I like it it's a good lyric <laughs> <laughs> but um, I kind of they came on YouTube and I was like they it was a werewolf shame which is a direct hit song, actually. And they actually like their version better. Than yeah, and that's that's what I went with. And I'm like, this is great. Who is this? And I looked and was like, mixtapes. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's a nice balance between the the girl that sings and the, and oh, the guy that Mara's sings. Oh, I love Mara's voice. I think it's awesome. I can't wait for it. She's doing a uh, a new band with Mike Park. Oh, know, really? Which I'm really stoked. I think it's coming out next month. Cool. So, Slow Gherkin too. <laughs> no? I don't think he was in Slow Gherkin, was he? I don't know. But that wasn't that an He's, Asian man band? Yeah. Yeah. Good enough. I remember uh, at Fest 13, my buddy Russian Tim posted on Facebook. He's like, I just met Mora. She told me to fuck off. She's the coolest. <laughs> I believe it. She, is, she seems like just one of those like cool people. <laughs> yeah, anyway, after that YouTube thing, I just got hooked and I went and got all the albums and got into it. So I actually band. still haven't heard the first album. It's good. I mean, they all sound, they're all relatively the same. Sometimes it's a little bit overproduced, I think, for me, but I think it's her voice just makes everything better. 
And the, I do like their lyrics a lot. And they play off each other well. Yeah, they, yeah that's just it. It works so well. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was just him, I think it would be, like, they'd just be, like, another one of, the, like, like Wonder Years kind of, like, where you, like, like the songs, but it's not, like, yeah overly, st- like, um, impressive, I guess is the word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, impressive. I'll use that. Overly impressive. I'm all over the place today. All Did right. I take your cold medicine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you doing something with something earlier. Uh, okay. So this one I might get a little burned for, but uh, I don't really give a fuck. So uh, <laughs> this is uh, this was one this of those bands. This better be bad by that introduction. <laughs> this is one of those bands that I saw, I think, for the first time at like the first Warp Tour I went to. Like before it came to Calgary, I had to go fly to London, Ontario to go see it. And uh, I went by myself and I saw this band play and was just like instantly blown away and got their CD. And the band, like, uh, I've stuck with them throughout the years. They are no longer now. Um, but this was definitely the highlight of the band. Uh, the, the album was uh, Destruction by Definition, the band oh, Suicide yeah. Machines. And I had the absolute privilege of seeing them play Rockfest like two three years ago maybe and I mean it's just Jay Navarro he's the only one left in the band but it was the Suicide Machines and they played you know bunch of well suicide those machine first two suicide machine <laughs> albums are awesome they yeah. still they still hold up for me i don't i don't Absolutely know if it's nostalgia but they too. still hold up for me i actually never listened to them i did see them at riot fest i don't know like five or six years ago before it became the festival yeah they played like some album front to back and i was everyone it was, was probably this one yeah everyone was excited but i mean it was a good show i didn't yeah. know they were, who they really, were they were actually because you had your band opened for them yes and they were actually really cool guys too yeah they were really nice too yeah yeah so i was like when uh when a band and they were they were like popular enough at that time that they could have been dicks it's always nice when you like meet a guy and they're not a complete asshole yeah yeah well this this album still stands up and like probably one of my i would say top 10 albums all time yeah wow that's a bold statement i love this record so the song i picked a lot of the songs i picked i think um are the track ones because they were kind of that that first song that just stuck out to me listening to the album so it's uh the first song's new or the yeah the first song's new girl so we got oh god it's time for me to speak portuguese (laughs) (laughs) you made this list you realize that right no one forced you to make this list came on here to brag that he can yeah. speak some Japanese, some Korean, no, no. some Portuguese. If I did not pick a Korean band. If I wanted to brag, it would have been five Korean bands. We're going to discuss how many languages Jeff speaks after the break. Chubanegra, esta casa mata fascistas. What does that mean? It means uh, this house kills fascists. Okay. Topical. Uh, Mixtapes, werewolf shame. Suicide Machine's new girl. Ainda não é o fim do mês Essa inocência pode nos matar 
way as far as they could go at least i told them so it sounds like hammer strokes inside my chest and throat from this book i will quote but no it's just a great note i don't want to be a werewolf in disguise i don't want to cause problems with their mind i don't want to wake up a thousand times i don't want to sleep under the moonlight i don't want to fear silver bullets i don't want to hear why don't you cool it i might need your sympathy right now Somebody's gonna set you make it